0: All right, welcome to another week of the Gen X guys. It's myself, JD, with Len, of course. Um, we've now done what, six six episodes? So we're still going strong.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, we're, we're, we're just, you know, in a, in a habit now or something. I don't know. Like,
0: well, do I don't know. It's a do do. better to do. Well, there you go. That's yeah. that's the best attitude right there.
1: Right? We're just talking well, about apple and everything. Ah, fuck it. We'll just keep doing it. Why not?
0: Yeah. Why not? Why, Why not? Visit? gives you, know. you something to do. I mean, as you get older, which is kind of going to be the theme today, as you get older. As you get older. What the hell happened? I don't like, care about like, anything. Like recently, I mean, you know, when you're young, you get a little injuries, you're fine. Whatever. And you even, you know, even tell your kids, man up, you're fine. Like rub some right. dirt
1: on it. That old concept. You said that to your daughter? Yeah. Man yeah. up.
0: I'll say it. I don't care. Man up.
1: Actually, your sister would have said it even worse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's true. She would have.
1: But actually, yeah, that's the whole thing. Like, man up is really just. It's just a, a general term. It's like saying guys, you know, which is kind of fucked up because there's always a masculine thing. We don't have anything that's like a feminine thing that's like a, a generalization. You go,
0: gals. I mean, if you want to switch around, hey, gals, let's do this. I wouldn't care. I mean,
1: I've been called it, a lot worse.
0: That's true. But yeah, I, I mean, if, if you really want to, like not care and just every once in a while instead of saying hey gals when you know it's you know all guys and see what
1: happens you know the the worst part is i have no problem doing it i'll just forget
0: yeah that is true which is another problem of growing old memory
1: (laughs) you think it's really memory or we just don't put any effort in anymore all
0: right so let me tell you this story because i think it's 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 a combo but it's mostly i think a lot of it's memory I think because you and I have had shit memory our whole life. So, but it, now it's gotten worse. Like before the memory was to your point, like I compartmentalize something is like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah whatever. And it went in a box and disappeared. I didn't really probably didn't even listen, which is probably what I've been told. Huh? So uh, recently, yeah, exactly. Being an older person, I uh, went to the doctor cause you know, my memory sucks, but I tell him, Hey, look, you know, my memory is actually getting, I think worse. Yeah. Like, I'm actually forgetting shit that I shouldn't. And and they're like, okay, well, let's do this little test. And it's a simple test, right? They go, okay, here's what we're going to do. They give me three words. And they say it two times. Remember those three words. That's all you got to do. Remember those three words. Hmm. In my head, I'm saying the three words in my head. Then they hand me a piece of paper with a circle on it and go, okay, draw a clock with the time being like 1130. I go, all right, easy enough. So now I start drawing, you know, all all the numbers, numbers around. Like yeah. I don't just like quickly draw two hands and right. just go, this is eleven thirty. Like I have to be very specific.
1: No, it's a fucking clock.
0: Yeah, it's a clock. Exactly. You gotta it's make clock. sure you know exactly. what I'm actually pointing at. You can't
1: have a clock without numbers. I mean that's yeah. just yeah, yeah. Clock right,
0: without right. Numbers. I didn't put a lot of effort into the hands. I mean, it's just lines and arrows. Right, so that was right. it. So I give it back to him and I go, oh, Okay, not bad, not bad. Great. So what were the three words? I only got one. Actually, I couldn't even remember three words. I gave them two. One was completely wrong, and one I got right. So this all happened within like a three-minute time span. So...
1: You know, the thing is, though, I would have failed that even when I was like 20. Because, okay, remember... I
0: think your recollection would be a little faster.
1: A little bit, but...
0: you're there for a purpose, right? This one, you're, like I said at the beginning in your compartment light, when we're here so yeah, yeah whatever
1: but, but when i have to be focused on something like, like look and you know this as well as anybody i was 100 percent adhd well actually i don't think adhd well, Like my son's add like really i didn't really have the hyperactive as much as i just had the couldn't focus which you know back in the 80s wasn't called add it was just called being you know
0: a jackass and uh, you're getting detention been, you know, for not paying yeah. attention in class right. yeah
1: and so, like being able to focus on those type of things, I just never been able to do. But you're right; it is worse. It is worse because it's just one of those things where I don't know. It 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 does just fade from memory or whatever. You you do the what was I doing again? What was this like? I, I think I think there's even a possibility they're like, what did we ask you to do? Like when you came back, to like you know you said remember the three things. It's like, did you ask me to remember five things? I probably would have forgotten it like in, in that way as much right. as anything. I just totally forgot what they asked me to do, which isn't that much different than kids. Dude, I can't
0: even recall what the one word was I got right either. This was like a month ago. So I can't even recall that.
1: You know what I think it is? I, I had think as. So the one thing that I've noticed is the cumulative wearing down as we get older. And it's not the age. I don't think it's the age. I think it's the. The bad habits, the things that we neglect during our thirties, especially. I think well, the thirties is, is. What do you really mean
0: by thirties, and what are we neglecting?
1: Health, our well-being. We.
0: Yeah, but how so? Like in your, you're saying thirties. Like, what do you mean by okay. like? If you go to the gym, like you, you always went to the gym. Right. No. So.
1: Yeah, but I did. I work on mobility and flexibility. No. Mm-hmm. And that, well, I think. You're going to
0: get any faster, so I work on mobility.
1: Yeah, but. After, okay, so here's a story. So for people who know I was a trainer for 10 years. Almost all my schoolwork and college that I never finished was kinesiology. Um, and I was a power lifter and competitive. And this is back in the 90s. Um, and I've always been well above average of strength. So like benching 225 since I was 15, blah, 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 all that type of stuff. I remember I, it, I was, I think I was 45. And I hadn't done a deadlift in probably two years. And I went to the gym and I wanted to work on form. So I put on just one plate, which is 135 pounds. And I went to do it and it just felt weird. I couldn't even explain it either. Like it just didn't, it didn't hurt. It wasn't anything like that. It just felt weird. And instead of, normally I would have put another plate on and went to 225. I just put quarters on. So went up to 185 and I couldn't move it. And it wasn't that I was struggling, it wasn't that I was too heavy, it was like my body forgot how to fucking move it, like I just couldn't, like activate the muscles to do it, and it was the weirdest feeling. i in all my years of lifting since high school, it it I just couldn't move the weight, it was it was literally like my body was just like no, it just it was like a limiter, you know, like in you know cars where you get the RPOs up, you know, yeah. You know? Yeah, it was, okay, nice. nice. Yeah, the it governor,
0: done. yeah, the U-Haul governor. Yeah. You
1: hit the governor. It was like I hit a governor. Like as soon as I went to this weight, my body just like. You're yeah, be how
0: good. long had it been since the last since you had done it when you did it at that time?
1: About two, about two years.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a long time.
1: It was, but the thing is, is that as I started to try to work back into it, it wasn't getting any better. And then I started doing the stupid thing where you know instead of trying to fix it, I ignored it. Or I, I gave, you know, those, especially when, you know, in your 40s, you kind of start making those excuses too, you know, like, oh, yeah. that I, think, I think how many you
0: make in your fifties.
1: Yeah. Well, and, I think in, and I think that where I'm at now, and I don't know if you're at is it's, it's reality now. It's first of all, no. with it, you know,
0: I don't think so. I, I'm so irritated when I go to the gym. Like, so I've had, again, more medical issues, bad back issue for two weeks. And so I didn't go to the gym because I didn't want to push myself. Right. And a lot of it's tight muscles, right? Like even in the lower back or the buttocks area, you get tight muscles, which causes pain along the bottom. And so, uh, like yeah, or yeah. it could be sciatica, but it could also be some just more muscle, muscular yeah. either way. So I, I didn't go to the gym. And so for two weeks, I can go to the gym and then I go back and uh, and I start light, right? Because I don't want to just jump right back into where I was two weeks prior. Right. But even then I felt like I was tired like a lot more after just two weeks. I'm like, dude, it's only been two weeks. So
1: I'm,
0: like my expectation is I should be doing better. So I'm not like,
1: well, no, no, no. It, it being, yeah. The expectation is a different story. I,
0: yeah, there's a reality. Like, I agree with you. There are certain reality, like You just, well, no, accept. no,
1: I What I mean by the reality is when we go to the gym now, half my workout is my warm Hmm. You know what I mean? Half of it is making sure that I'm warming up properly because there are plenty of times where I went in and I'm like, oh, I think I'm okay. Like before I lift or push myself hard, it's, I have to know that I can do it or else it, A, I'm going to fail because it's going to hurt or I'm going to feel tweaked or whatever. And like you said, the worst part is, is that you, you get that little tweak in the gym and, or doing something. And before I was like, all right, maybe pop a, an Advil or something to help you get through it. And then, you know, you, it starts to loosen up and it gets better. I'm sorry. Advil doesn't do shit for me anymore.
0: You're not taking enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want <would laughs> to put a hole in my stomach, give myself an ulcer. Stop. Stop, stop. Yeah. What happens? Ask That's your daughter. Ask your daughter God. what happens. No, if you we're, it, which not gonna ask. we're
0: not going to ask. Yeah. I always say ask take Advil you know. with alcohol.
1: There you go. Fine.
0: Done. Yeah. Like you're going to die. Eventually, too, because of that. But <laughs> at that moment in time, all you're worried about is getting that pain down.
1: Boom, there you go. But no, but with the mobility, that I, I think also we both work at desk jobs, and yeah. all that sitting. And I also realized even trying to stand, you have to pay attention to that because when I would, I realized that even over the years when I would do a standing desk, I would, after a while, start like tilting to one side. Yep. Right. And doing that stuff. And I was wondering why I was actually getting like this major issue on my, actually, it was more my right side, but it was because when I would stand, I would peg leg on my left leg. And it was yeah. more just like a reaction to kind of sit like this with the mouse, I think, you know, the, but standing. So it's like standing made it just as bad. Or, you yeah. know, I would do it because I wasn't paying attention, but the, the sitting down is what it was. Like it's taken me about two years to get my legs back. Being respectable, yeah, but it was so funny
0: because, I, go ahead. well, I was gonna say, I mean, bring up the gym, which is, which is always a big problem. And I've never been a big gym guy, that's right. always been a fact. I've been more, I, I've done the gym more just for health purposes, but I'm not going there to like bulk up and you know, right. power lift because that's just never really been me. Right. Um, but I, I enjoy going to the gym because it's a way for me to you know, keep my fitness up, obviously, try to strengthen a bit more. And go forward, but my question for you is more uh, aside from the gym, you know, as you age, you start to do things less, right? As we get older, we stop doing things. Is there anything you remember? I mean, maybe it is still the gym focus, but that you used to do back when you were in your 20s, you wish you could do today, but you, physically, you know, it's just not as easy anymore. That's a tough one, but I'm curious. It didn't come to mind,
1: it, it something does come to mind because so. As you know, I've always been into sport bikes, and look, I, I I don't like cruisers. I I don't think going from a sport bike to a Harley is equivalent. They're not the same thing. Like, and I you know I, I I will mess around with you know Harley riders. I've I've talked a lot of crap to to people who are into cruisers, and you know, but it's not the same thing. It's a hundred percent not the same thing. It's not to me. It's not a logical transition. To me, sport bikes are always about. A, mainly about handling, being able to go through turns a certain way, the handling, the feel. And also, like, to me, being on a sport bike is a natural feeling. It's, it, we, okay, going back to the 80s, Akira, right? You know, that, it, to me, it's that. Like, I, you get this stupid image in your head of how you look on a bike or when you're doing something, right? Like, when you're playing basketball, you probably think that you look like Kareem. Maybe not. But you know, I mean, you have this image in your head that you
0: probably not look in. like him, but I'm able to accomplish what he's. You're is a little bit lighter
1: than, than he is. Yeah, with just a little bit. Skyhawk, I
0: always emulated him for the, those sort of moves. Exactly,
1: movies, and yeah. in in your head, you know, you get that fantasy, especially in your twenties. You know, you kind of get that fantasy that of how you look. And for me, on a sport bike, it was always like Akira. It was always that thing. Or it's
0: even Japanese anime, by the way, in case people are wondering what Akira is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. And they had a. It was a motorcycle, but it was a futuristic type motorcycle, Mm -hmm. but it was still a sport bike type look. Um, Or even the weirdest one that I always thought of when I would get ready to go into a turn or something like that was Darth Vader in his TIE Fighter going into the canyon on the Death Star. For some reason, like he's messing around with the knobs. I would actually sometimes do that, acting like, you know, like (laughs) you do stupid shit. It's just what you do, right? Um, so anyway, and I still have a sport bike, but I don't really want to ride on the street anymore. Um, one of the last things that happened is I got into a light accident. And it was one of those things where in the past I thought I, I think I would have avoided it. I think I would have noticed it, the The guy coming into the carpool lane illegally. It was an illegal lane change, like 100%. And I have my lights on. I actually have these lights that I put on to modulate so i can turn it on and they they flash. So i only do that during the daytime just to to do it like at nighttime i would never do that. That's but you know what i mean, right? So highly visible, all that type of stuff. But i think in the past i would have noticed that he was going to get over. Like i've commuted over 200,000 miles in in my life, 2 300,000 miles easily in my life. And i think i would have been able to avoid it. But one other thing, I didn't really have the bike set up the way I should have for the street. And I kind of just put off doing it and all that other stuff. But I think physically, I just don't know if I feel comfortable doing it anymore. Because there's a whole thing. Even if I did track days or something like that or went out, I'm way more afraid of crashing. Not because I'm going to die, because I don't go with that clip. But it hurts, you know, the, the crashing, not being able to do it. And I also just don't feel like, like I said, my mobility You know, on a sport bike, you have to be able to move in a certain way because your body controls how the bike goes. You know, your yeah, and
0: your mental reaction time. If you're not reacting quick enough to your example, like in the past, you probably would have spotted that jackass is about to make that move and would have been able to maneuver away. Yeah, as you get older, reaction time sucks. Like the ability to play even simple shooter games online, like what I could do back when I was like 25, versus what I can do now, is night and day. day. I'm not horrible but I'm also nowhere near what I used to be as far as understanding how quickly I I'm not responding.
1: Well that's why like for me like one of the games I play is League of Legends. And man cuz it's not one that I have to worry like you have to react but it's also about more about positioning like the type of characters I play is about more about positioning and and that so reaction time isn't as vital and you're not aiming. Right. You know the computer does that for you in that game. But yeah, that's true. I, I, that is I, true. I, Bikes is the big one. Bike is the one that I just don't, I don't see myself doing anymore because it's just not. And again, like I said, I I I totally get that some people transition to sport cruisers, and I know all the different bikes. You know, it's not that it's for me. It was always sport bikes, and it's not to have the fastest bike. I would take a a six hundred that handles really well over any other bike, you know, or whatever. It's not. I'm not looking for the fastest one. I just want that experience i can be by myself but i just don't feel that i don't feel confident and comfortable doing it anymore yeah really sucks because as you know that was yeah you had gym but bikes was as big of a part of my life as any other hobby i've ever had yeah and you know it's just it's something that i can't really do anymore or i don't i can do it and i and i have but i just don't i don't feel like i can experience it like i used to
0: well, and that comes with age, right? Like you've, to your point, like taking crashes, falls, whatever it is, right? All those things over time, you start to remember it's like, you know, it's more work than it's worth, right? And so it becomes more less yeah. of a, like in the past when you're young, you can bounce back. And of course the mindset is like, oh, that doesn't matter. I'm fine. I'm good. Let's go. Yeah, and sure. you're back at it. Whereas when you get older, you start to realize, oh, well. It's not that you've given up. It's just you've also come to realize what's important, right? Like, and, and it becomes more like, okay, this isn't as critical anymore in my life. Like, I lived that phase, and then I and I, I loved it, and I sure I'd love to still do it, but it's not enough for me to keep pushing hard on. I mean, yeah. for me, it's basketball. Of course, like so. days of being able to, you know, slam dunk, get above the rim, all that stuff, and, and play wow. games daily. Yeah. Well, you know, I it's love that. Yeah. yeah, but now first off I'm not really I used to play leagues even when my forties I was still playing leagues. Um Yeah I remember. But now it's like it's harder for me to and part of it is also just, you know, conditioning, flexibility to your point would help. Not enough to get me back to where I was back when I was twenties. Of course. But you know, just stuff like playing. Like I'll go shoot around on occasion, but like the interest isn't quite as there as it used to be. And Mainly because I just the pains always of playing. I mean, I have a lot of injuries from basketball. Hell, you caused one of them um, with the ankle sprain. I remember my my own teammate. Len was my own teammate. It was a two on two, and he came running. He was he was guarding. In all fairness, I was coming over to help, and he just plowed right into me and rolled my ankle so badly. I was actually on crutches. And uh, this is when we worked for Sony, and we had a uh, a Sony picnic. I think yeah. that, that falling that weekend yeah, and it was at a 49ers training facility. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, I mean, plenty of injuries on that and I've always played through them. Like to your point, like I've rolled ankles and unless they're like really bad, I would still keep going. I've broken fingers playing and I've, I've continued playing. And then of course I had to have my ring cut off because my finger was now completely swollen. I
1: remember that.
0: Yeah. But I mean, back then, those were a lot of things I could do. But to your point, like, with age um and you can keep yourself in good physical condition too and still play and a lot of people my age i've seen you know can still do that but for me with the you know injuries and everything it just wears on you that eventually it becomes more of a like i love the game i'll still play it if i can but it's like i'm not actively out there any longer because it's just harder to harder to stay for a long period of time and that's a bummer because i do love the game and i work hard to try and get myself back in the shape or at least still be active like i'll play actually soccer now ideally once a week yeah but like basketball is still my favorite so so that's one of the things i i kind of miss a bit more is yeah. not being able to play actively all the time or even when i do I, I play but i'm tired as shit like fast so well
1: you know the other thing is like you bring up injuries especially like rolling your ankle or whatever one of the things i i've noticed is that and again, I think it's just these things that we've neglected is that when you hurt one thing, it has this cascading effect. You you can't, your body overcompensates, you know, like you, you start limping, then all of a sudden your back starts hurting or you can't sit properly or you do this or you do that because you just don't, you don't have that other stuff to support that injury anymore. And it makes it worse. And it's one of those things. and. I think it's yeah. The, there's the healing rate that we have that's longer, but I think that the other stuff makes it worse, because all of a sudden, like your back starts hurting, you start sitting wrong, you start doing this, and then you start getting a crink in your neck, and it's one of those things where it just has that effect where, like you said before, you roll your ankle, whatever, and you start moving around, and you start getting back on the court, you start doing stuff, and it starts to loosen up, and you start to feel better, and you go out and play, and you know, that might be like a week or two later. Now it's like you know, two weeks later, you still feel it, but now all of a sudden your back's hurting because you're limping, and then you know you then all of a sudden this starts hurting, and you're like, and it it just doesn't go away.
0: Yeah, recovery takes forever. It I mean, does. It, it takes it, a lot longer. And uh, and I appreciate people who are still listening to the Geriatric Hour right now, but
1: uh, <laughs> but you know the other part is that there are things that we could be doing, like there's all the mobility stuff there's stuff that and look you have your your skeletal problems which you there's nothing you can do there's not nothing but there's i'm
0: are right. there's things you I can do to a lot of it. Yeah.
1: i cannot do fucking yoga though i cannot do any of those things that like even doing some mobility stuff for my lower body i get such anxiety after like 10 minutes of doing it mm.
0: like you're
1: like fuck am i done yet like i'll look at my watch and I'm like, oh, my God, I've only been doing this for four minutes. Or like, you know, like you're supposed to do something for like a minute. I'm yeah. like looking at my watch after like 15 seconds. You know, and that's my ADD that kicks in. And that that is something I wish I could do more. And that's, that's the other thing is doing the things as we've gotten older that we have to do. Yeah. Like, like I said, like half my workout is it up now. And I fucking hate it. Like despise it. It actually just like pisses me off that. I have to spend 20 minutes to get properly warmed up now for for a decent workout. But like you know, how much of this would be solved if we just did all the right things? You know, whatever that is—not just eating perfect, but also you know, like the getting up and doing stretches and mobility work. You know, know which would actually correct what we have, but we're not going to probably do it because we're dumbasses.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, all the right things, as you pointed out, right? Like, you can do all the right things and still suffer something it's that's unrelated. So, and it's not saying, oh, just don't bother then. No, no,
1: do what you do. No, no, it's just for you. Stop, no, just yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. What's the point? Just yeah. give up already. We're exactly. dying. Anyway. We just, why prolong? It?
0: Like, there's certain things that'll trigger shoulder pain or whatever for me now. And sure, I can go to a doctor and get cortisone shots and do that sort of stuff. But, like but I mean, the reality is, it's like you just readjust. Like, to your point, like, sure, eating better would always be good. But at this point in our lives, we're old, like, you know, you have to enjoy life. Like, I'm not going right. to starve myself just so I can feel like, oh, I look better. Now I'm fucking hungry and I hate it because I couldn't eat what I wanted to. Right. But that, that aside, that's more of a, you know, like I say, people need to do what they feel is best for them. Right. Whichever direction you go. Um, When, when it comes to, like, aging and all that good stuff, what is something you've picked up? That you've known from an aging standpoint, like for for instance, for myself, like obviously things I used to do in the past. You know, had young kids, so most of my time was spent, you know, taking the kids to their sporting events. Same with you, right? We did a lot of that. Was around those schools, events, all that good stuff. And now, uh, as I've gotten older, things to at least help me kind of enjoy life, but not. No, I'm not really doing a lot. It's like flying drones. Like I love flying drones because it's a relaxing environment. It's something I can go out experience what's around
1: yeah.
0: um without having to go on a big ass hike i can at least you know kind of do yeah, that experience
1: yeah.
0: yeah um but it's, it's also the helpful it my the mind. And everything yeah but it yeah. keeps my mind engaged
1: okay.
0: right which is sort of a replacement to other things that i've done you know to try and keep myself yeah. going so right. like, is there anything you've kind of picked up as you've aged start like you kind of shift from one to another like wherever you kind of gone on that level
1: What's funny is I, 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 I've I had aquariums for years, uh, both fresh and salt water, and I've actually got more into doing ponds. So I have a about a 1,200-gallon pond that I built, and it's an above-ground, it's wood frame um, with a liner, and I have right now like three large koi and a bunch of different um, varieties of goldfish in there. Um, with plants and things like that. And I've kind of gotten more into doing that. And it's just one of those things where it's like, you can just watch them go through the water and just stuff like that. And it's the only thing is, is that I realized that it's when you're building it and you're creating it is the best part, right. And you, or you're trying to change something, but I don't know what I really have outside of that. You know, it's like, I, I do walks, which really has helped me. And I think it helps me like disengage my mind. Um, but and I'm going to go do it. And one of the things that I've been starting to do is solo camping. Like next week, I'm going to do it. Basically go up by Mount Shasta. And it's not anything like major. It's just I have a full-size truck with, and with a camper shell. And I have an attachment that you add to the back of it to make it. So, like, basically, it's like, think of having a half tent on the back of your, your truck. Mm-hmm. So, I can open up the back, have the tent there. So, it's kind of more of an open space. So, the better the truck is for storage of stuff. I have a mattress and there. I am going to sleep on a mattress and wait. I'm, there's no way I'm going to rough it or be a man or whatever. No. No. I got to be. If I try to do that, I'm not going to be able to move in the morning.
0: Rub some dirt on it. You're fine. Right.
1: But, you know, and it's really just, it's just weird because when I was uh, younger, you know, boy scout and everything like that, it's funny that you would go camping on your own, right? Like there, there were times where like you would set your tent away from, you know, like sometimes away from the main area or whatever, and it was no big deal. And then what's crazy is as I got older, I got more afraid of doing that. Like you know, there's like I feel like somebody's going to go do something or whatever. But like the first night, like you hear everything. Like the first time that I did it last year, it was I had a hard time sleeping because it's just one of those things where I was just like kind of paranoid that somebody was going to do something or a monster. It's like, like I I don't believe in aliens or things like that, but I you know it's like that's going to come out. The exactly, I wouldn't England get up aliens year. or something. Yeah, but yeah, it was. I also realized I value a lot more of my alone time as I got older, you know, I didn't realize how much that wore on me. And sometimes I would have less patience and less tolerance because like you said, when, when the, when the kids were growing up, you were doing something with somebody else or do something for somebody else. And not Mm -hmm. that, not that I wouldn't do it, but I think for, and I think for guys in general, Um, sometimes we do just need that alone time. We need that time to not be selfish, but just to, it's different between men and women, I think. Like my wife will go see her sister and her nieces and that's her, I don't know what you would call it, but I think that's her like recharge. You know what I mean?
0: That's her escape from you. Yep.
1: Well, that's a big one. Yeah. Having a house full of only boys, of course.
0: Yeah. 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 That's a big one right there.
1: Right. Or when she goes visit her friends and they hang out, that's the time for my wife to do that. For I think for men in general, sometimes we just want to be alone. And it's not like a depression thing or anything like that. I don't think it's that. I think it's we don't we want to sometimes get away from that input or something. And that's kind of what I like is that you know when you go out solo camping, you're there's nothing, you know, the, whatever, like I will bring something to watch. I, 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 or even read a book, you know, type thing. But when you're out there, it's just one of those things sometimes where it just feels like a little bit of that load is gone. You know, right. I think, I think as a guy, we just want to kind of lift it and be separate. and then I can come back. And what's weird is like, I remember your, your dad used to do that. Like he used to go on a, on a, and
0: but that was after my mom passed away.
1: Didn't he do that before as well? I thought no. he did that before.
0: No, no. If he, he was ever gone, it was for work. Like he'd for be work? out in a plant somewhere else in like Morro Bay or other place along the bay to help right. out. But as far as actually taking a trip on his own, that was only after my mom had passed away.
1: Really? I thought he did uh, that before.
0: No. Otherwise, they always went to Reno or a place together right. to spend time. But he was always working. I mean, to be honest with yeah. you... He didn't really take much time off during work. And then when he retired before my mom passed away, then my mom passed away, and then he needed sort of that separation right. and to go spend some time. And I'm sure part of that was because she was no longer around. Yeah. It's just a way for him to go and you know, kind of be by himself and enjoy himself. And, and so right. he spent a week in Reno. And so he did that a lot, to your point, yeah, okay. later on. But it was after. Okay. Yeah.
1: But then again, I mean, your dad was the type of guy who couldn't, like, work was he his his attitude towards work was very different than ours let's just put it that way
0: was well, a different generation different mentality, different mentality right they grew up in a different way like yeah. work 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 that's what you need to do to provide not that nobody thinks that way but there were also much limited sort of types of jobs you either worked with your hands or you know which was most jobs right back in that day you worked stores or with your hands There weren't a lot of desk jobs i mean yeah newspapers things like that but
1: can you imagine your dad at a desk
0: well they did they at one point they had he had taken over at the plant yeah yeah and then he stepped back because exactly to your point he realized this is not for me and need to be hands-on so but yeah it's a it's a different generation to your point right like he his mentality was he was First off, he loved building things, so for him that was perfect job. Yeah, that's why he picked up woodworking later on. To and of course he built cars since he was a teenager. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, yeah. To your yeah. point, yeah, it's, it, it, different different things. But I agree with you as far as to your point, like being able to take a break, even just take a sec to just mentalize and go do something else because you're always stuck in the same. Like for us, we're working from home all day.
1: Yeah. there is no escape
0: from your office this is it so as you get older you start to miss the ability interestingly enough like i miss going to an office not daily don't get me wrong but at least the interactions and and let me
1: ask you that so to ask you that i think it's a generational thing but the work from home thing yeah ever since covid and working in tech, we had the ability to, I mean, you know, it, it was, it wasn't a hard transition for us to do work from home. Right. Cause we had that ability to do that. We, I did that. About once a week or so, what, even before COVID hit, you know, like I'd do it on a Friday or whatever, but it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal and we were set up to do it. It, it the transition for us was seamless, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't, but, there's that whole debate about going in the office, and I honestly think hybrid is the best solution. I think it gives you the balance because I, I think people have to also understand that it's it also I I am a manager, so th- I do have that aspect, but I don't think it's to check on people. I think the automatic assumption is that we want to come back to the office because of to check on people. And whereas I don't think that that's not true, I think that there's a lot more to it. I think, like you said, there's the biggest thing. Like I, when we first, when COVID first hit, and after a few months, we would do this uh, operations, like um, all hands type thing, and it was this thing where once every time we did it, like once a week, is that somebody had to like introduce himself, say a few things about themselves, fun fact you know a few pictures, and then what have you noticed during the pandemic and work from home and the one thing and I and I still said said it is that I think the big thing you miss with work from home is organic conversations i don't think zoom replicates a conversation
0: correct
1: a, at all i mean i you can see it in every meeting where you have that uh, 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 you know everybody does that you know that stop that oh no you go you go And a lot of that stuff never happens in an an office room because there's not that delay. There's not that whatever. But I think it's the organic conversations that what I think a lot of people miss or miss miss and why I think being in the office is important. Because there are just times where, and again, being in, in an operations type role, I'll talk to somebody and then all of a sudden somebody else kind of will chime in. And again, that would never happen. Or as you're leaving the conference room, you're talking about something something else comes up. Yep. And I think those are the things that really miss. I think those, and also you do build relationships with people at your work. And I'm not saying that I'm friends with them outside of work. I don't think that that's, I think it's a working relationship that you build a lot more when you're in person.
0: Yeah.
1: So I do think that there is a major piece missing. And people who don't see that, what I fear for them is it's like, If your job is really you just doing this mundane work or where you don't have to really interact with people, you have to kind of be worried about your job then. Because, you know, then how replaceable are you at that point? You know, and I think that's something that people have to be a little bit aware of that if your job is just an order taker or that you don't think that you need to worry about those conversations, I I, you know, you have to kind of you have to look at it from the perspective of the company as well. Like, yeah, I don't want to fucking commute in, you know, I don't like it. I don't like the commute. I don't want that time away, the the expense and everything like that. But I do also know that the times that we do go in the office, that we are more productive, that there are things that we can accomplish in the office that we can't as well outside of it.
0: Well, and so that's where it becomes the the challenge from a leadership standpoint, Mm -hmm. right? Like, To your point, leaders, the the CEOs and whatnot aren't necessarily, so they're brought up in a certain world, right? That world for a lot of them was this sort of engagement, interaction with their teams on a daily basis, in person, right? And so they may also see that this is being missed when you're no longer in an office all the time. And yes, you're doing through Zoom and all that other good stuff. I think part of that is led by the fact that they truly believe that employees you know and themselves are missing this sort of interaction and that's why they need to get back in the office and then it becomes now a matter of all right well are you as productive because that was always the big thing like to your point we can do our jobs from home are you as productive hard to say i mean some people could be just as productive at home as they are in the office But there's no way to measure that like there's no way to say it's not working and force people back in, so that becomes right. the challenge too, right? Like yep. they can't see it's not because if you're still delivering shit and shit's getting done, then you're doing your job, right? So True. in that case, but you're still missing out on quite a few factors. Like when I go to the offices, when I come in and visit, um, I feel like I have more conversations with people. To your point, that I wouldn't get. have on a daily basis. Um, I feel like I get a better understanding of certain things. I can go find someone and talk to them immediately. Um, And you can pull people in together pretty quickly, just even at a side desk and chat through things. Mm -hmm. And that's all missing. That is all missing right now. And there's no way to you can't replicate that working from home. Like you can't. I mean, I've worked way too long. And same with you. And I've worked. I've been working from home for a long time. um, Since I moved out to Vegas. And I will say that was one of the reasons why I got a job out here in Vegas initially was because I wanted to get back in the office. I felt like it was just too disconnected, was missing a lot of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the hybrid is the key. Like having teams come in probably three times a week, to be fair, to be honest with you. I think you almost have to with CEOs will want, you know, because they also have to justify the cost of the places. Yeah, they also have to justify the cost of everything. But um, if you come in like three days tops… I don't think that's a problem, especially if you pick it during, you know, the week that works, then you're good. But they have to come at the same time. So it loses yeah, totally, its question yeah. really quick if you all pick different days and only one of those three days you actually overlap on then it loses its point. Like there has to be consistency for it to be useful. And, and a lot of people who are younger, who haven't necessarily worked in these type of environments for a long period of time to have that sense of understanding the connection you pointed out earlier You know, come on. For them, it's not really a big concern, and so that's why it's hard for them to understand why they have to come back in. They feel like they're doing the job fine, and that, and again, you can't justify one way or the other that you are or aren't, because if you're delivering, you're delivering. Um, But but that's the challenge. That's the challenge between the different generations is that length of time and jobs will make a difference from your perspective on whether or not you're going to you understand the need to come in versus those who don't.
1: Well, there's also in. Again, I, I don't like in this day and age that you have to be 100% on one side or 100% on the other. Correct. Or if you say one thing, that means you're totally against us.
0: Yep. Um, it's not a Republican-Democrat conversation.
1: Oh, no, yeah, we're not, we're not going to get into that type of stuff. Oh, we will. By the way, we, 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 yeah, we will, but we hate both. So um, well, I wouldn't say
0: I hate both. I'd I say...
1: Hate I, they annoy the shit out of me. Yeah,
0: of I'd say the hardliners on both sides are the problem. go with your thought go with your thought don't get sidetracked too much so like when i say
1: this stuff i'm not you know people will say like bootleg or whatever but looking at it from a company's perspective one of the hard parts i think as a manager that i that i have is also justifying headcount at this point because my team and and i love my team except for one person but i'm not going to go into that he's not i'll shut up but overall i trust my team and i empower them and all the the cliche things and i think i actually am a good manager for the most part they speak
0: speak highly of you i disagree but they speak highly of you
1: (laughs) that's right because you work closely with or you kind of work closely with one of them but um fuck i lost my train of thought there it is. Oh, there it is. Yeah, see, that's the whole thing. Welcome handle.
0: to the geriatric hour. There you go. No,
1: but I, I, it, it is hard to justify, because if I wanted to add on more headcount, my boss trusts me, and you know he knows that my team is working at near capacity, which I don't like. Um, but And he doesn't either, by the way, which is a good philosophy. But, but when it gets down to the business side of things, the company's like, okay, well, what is your team doing? You know, how many hours and we're not, I don't need to go down to the minute, but it's still one of those things where I think it's harder to justify the man hours and the work when, because the the flip side is for me to justify it, then I had to tell my team, I need to see everything that you're doing. I need to know what you're doing down to the hour. Like how many hours do you spend on this? How many hours you spend on that? And I absolutely don't want to get into that. Cause then it just, it becomes this perception of, of a different type of reason why I'm doing it. But if I don't do it, like we have our one-on-ones every week, they send me an update, but the update is only supposed to be that high level. Like I only want them to spend five minutes on an update, right? Where they send me a thing of just saying, these are the high level things. And those are usually the things that I'll look at. And if I have a question, we'll talk about it in our one-on-one, but that's not going to justify 40 hours a week or 40 man hours, whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. And, but I think that's the thing that people who work from home, I I always hear these things about, you know, now their manager wants to check on them. I'm like, you know, it's, you also have to look at it from the company's point of view. You know, what does the company need out of you? They're the ones paying you. and, And also, let's be honest about something. How many people are actually, as productive as at home as they think that they are. Everybody acts like, like my wife, I I had to tell her to stop fucking working. Like she is just a grinder. She's just one of those people that just, if she has to work 40 hours a week, she is going to legitimately work 40 hours a week. Like work that full time, you know, almost had to force her to stop. And she goes over. It's just, it's just her, but come on. I mean, we, we, we would get out of work as much as we could. And how many people can actually say who work from home full-time work that full 40 hours? You know, I mean... Well, I I mean,
0: yeah, you bring up a good point, right? Like, I mean, how can... So that's a good point. But then I would also flip that and go, how many people who work full-time in an office say they're actually spending that full eight hours doing work? I agree. Right, so I don't know if you really... gain or lose either way in that sense right to your point like i don't think anybody should honestly say they started like from nine to five and all they're doing is work and they're probably taking a lunch somewhere in between but that's it that's all they're doing some might be on certain days and then other days not so much and it's the same as in an office you come in you may you start to realize you're spending a lot of time around the water cooler talking to other people and that time adds up and you start thinking, Oh, I actually only spend like six hours maybe of doing any real work while I'm in the office. Yeah. And it can be similar to when you're in home. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a fair question. Like uh, to me, that's where I always look at productivity of the people. Like yeah. if you know you're giving them tasks and they're completing them within the time frame you would expect, then they're doing their job. If they, but if they're doing it because they spend mostly doing nothing and then they spend two hours later in the evening doing it, that's up to them. Yeah. Like they're still doing it; they just have to be available for meetings when you want them and other things. But, but, it, but like I said, the camaraderie and the connections are what you lose. Like the ability to come up with a quicker solution or bounce ideas off each other—that's all missing. Like that's just unless you set up personal meetings, which you can do.
1: It's, still it's like great,
0: yeah, you just can't walk up to someone, and go hey. I was just thinking about this. What do you think? And then chat it out. Like, that's just not really an option.
1: And I think that I, I think that's the reason why hybrid to me works because I don't think there's a right answer. And I'm not saying what I said earlier is is set in stone or, you know, that's what I believe. It's just one of those things. It's part of the thing. And like you said, you have a very valid flip side to that. It's like, oh, well, am I more productive? Or, you know, am I, is there employee health, mental health, and all that with the commute or being in the mm-hmm. office and you feeling that way. Like, there are times where at home it's nice for the fact of – and you've had it where all of a sudden you do four hours of meetings in a row, right? People will look at your calendar and go, like, oh, I could fit in a half-hour meeting here. I'm like, great, now I have back-to-back meetings oh, for six hours. Or they
0: overlap with your meeting just assuming it's free.
1: Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. But there are times where it's nice that I can – Add in a meeting for 30 minutes on my calendar and then go into the living room and sit on the couch and watch something on YouTube or something for that 30 minutes. Yeah. So, and and so, like I said, I'm not a, I I believe both sides have very valid points. That's why I think hybrid is the best solution. You allow for those times. And I, I love that at work we have like the no Zoom Fridays, you know, when we do that. Some
0: people, we work at the same company. Yeah, And that is not apply for me. That's something maybe your group does, but that is not something every group does. That's for sure.
1: It, well, oh, I, yeah, I, I think it was just operations. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've had that at other companies where even when we were in office, we wanted to do no, no, no meeting Friday. Friday, right? Like yeah. just no meeting Friday. And generally that works. There's always one person who just ignores that rule anyway. Cause they're oh, like, it's well, the only day problem. that's open. Yeah. It's like, that's, there's a reason why it's the only day that's open because it's supposed yeah. to be.
1: Open. It's supposed to be open. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I agree with you. Those are helpful because then it gives you a chance to catch up on what you need to do. Um, Because if you're spending your whole week in meetings, which can happen for a lot of people.
1: That's so painful.
0: It's like, when are you going to do your job? Right? When are you going to actually complete your work?
1: I actually think that that's also a negative side effect of work from home. I brought this up a while ago at work is that I think that because of the work from home and because of just doing Zoom, that we have more meetings than we used yeah. to i think overall like like there's this whole push that you've seen and then like you said like no zoom fridays people fucking ignore it where they say like before you have this meeting you have to set out a specific agenda and right. also what are you trying to accomplish with the meeting so like basically say that you're not just having a meeting for the sake of meeting like i had to talk to one of my people because they had this meeting and it was one of those meetings of like well what was the purpose of this Like, it didn't actually, it it literally was like after 10 minutes, it was like, it had that feeling like this was a complete waste of time. Yeah. I I do think more so than before, and maybe I think people try to do it to justify their time. Like, if I have these meetings, it makes me look busy. You know, like, it it reminds me of, like, I wasn't always a big Steinfeld fan, but George Costanza was saying, like, he didn't, like, I think he was working for the Yankees at that time. Mm-hmm. And you're saying like, um, he had no work, but everybody thinks he's busy just by going. <sighs> if you just do that, people will assume that you're busy, right? And I think the new one for that is is setting up meetings, because I think people I think half the meetings I I go to are worthless. Like I really do think that yeah. they're not productive.
0: Like well, so that don't work. Yeah, well. And to your point, like one, like I, I can use meeting spots to block time off to your point. Like I'll do that. that. Um, And then uh, as far as meetings go and the growth over time with Zoom, I agree with you. Like that's that's one of the points, you know, making earlier was like when I'm in an office and I have a thought, I can go find the person, talk to them real quick. I don't have to put a meeting aside, which you have to do today because you don't know if they're free and yeah. they may not even be available right at that moment. And using tools like Slack and others are helpful, but those can also be a detriment because the way you're explaining it through Slack could be misleading and it leads to more Slack conversation, or, which suddenly you spend a lot it of time. Is,
1: it's limited yeah. too.
0: Yeah, it is limited. and uh, But I would say for you in particular, to your point of being in management, that in- increases your level of meetings. Like from my time from a management level as well, The higher up you go, interestingly enough, the more meetings you have, whether it's one-on-ones or whatnot, but Mm -hmm. just more meetings with leadership, which tend to generate nothing in the end. Absolutely. A lot of conversation and not necessarily generate meaning. Like It's just a a blowhard talk and there's really nothing to do. There's things to do, but you still have to continue to talk about it because it's a progressive situation. And so it's constant meetings. And I'm back in my days working at IGN, I spent a lot of times in meetings. At Pandora, a lot of times in meetings. And I think there's only been a couple companies recently that I've worked for where I spent less time in meetings. Um, But depending on your level, also intensifies that. Like a a person on your team who's just handling, you know, support tickets or whatnot, probably less likely to have many meetings at all in a day versus you who's got one-on-ones, leadership meetings, you know future, you know, next year's roadmap, planning, anything you want to throw in there, all those are going to add to you. So your level, and I don't think that's changed to be honest with you over sure. the years, it's like, it depends where you're at and what your focus is. But I agree with you hundred percent, like the zoom concept or the increase in meetings with the pandemic or even after the pandemic today is purely driven by people's need to one talk to you. So they're going to increase your meeting intake. Because I'm sure it'd be a lot less fewer uh, in, off, in totally. office, exactly. And that that's where hybrid would help most days. Not every day, because the days you're probably not there. You know, if you do it in office, probably would help. But I would expect it at least alleviate some of those pains. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you're right. It's Zoom has created more meetings. The pandemic created more meetings through Zoom, and. Like it lacks said, the excitement or the conversation lacks any real texture behind it. And a lot of times you just feel you're sitting there.
1: Well, like it was last week, you know, I, I went in and one of the, the people who does a lot of our data analysis type stuff, I was walking, I went to get coffee and I walked past her and then she asked me this question and we had a 10 minute conversation before I got back to my desk. And, Honestly, if we were work from home, that would have been a meeting. Yeah. It would have been...
0: Or a Slack conversation, which may or like, may not have worked out.
1: It wouldn't have, because there was some, like, like she showed me some stuff on the screen. So mm-hmm. it was one of those things where, just by looking at her screen, she showed me, like, two things, and we went over it. The context of that was, again, she could have screen shared, but again, it's not nearly as efficient as being a person. Right. But, and... And again, to anybody that, says that about like that, oh, I just want to come in or whatever, I have a commute. My commute door-to-door is two hours each way. That's
0: a choice you made to live out there.
1: No, you're right. It, it's a circumstance. Stop blaming. I, stop stop more
0: traffic. traffic. Blame yourself. Blame stop. yourself.
1: It, it is. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. But it, I do have two hours each way. And so trust me when I say, and I've had worse commutes. When I was working for Yahoo in Sunnyvale, mm-hmm. I used to take Amtrak down, which honestly, I do kind of miss that commute. But that was two and a half hours each way. Each way was minimum two and a half hours. But Why the thing is, I used long? to go. There. Huh? Why so long? That one was, it was Amtrak. It was just slow. Mm. But the thing is, I used to be able to kind of work on the train. And I, when I was at the office, I was only there for like six, seven hours. So it wasn't like my whole day was, you know, it was almost normal time of day, but I miss Amtrak because you you used to be able to sit down, they had Wi Fi, the seats were comfortable, they had bathrooms, it was actually not a bad way to commute. But so no, I mean, I'll say that the commute, but it was it wasn't cheap. That was the one downside. I actually enjoyed it and wasn't, like I said, I was able to come into the office late and and leave early ish. So it worked out overall. But It was expensive, so I completely side with all the expense and the time and everything like that that anybody has. I, I've been doing it for too long, yeah. But but I, I do mean, have I, to have it's just balance, I think, yeah. I think that's well, what i remember.
0: and I, I agree with you. I mean, that's that's what things that have to be taken into account is that the travel time, like okay. for any job, like if you have to start coming in the office, there's going to be that impact right. having to drive. And so that's also another reason to your point of why people push back. Oh, well, I don't want to go there. Well, okay, I get it. But at the same time, the pandemic was never the point where companies said we'll never show up again. Like some I think they
1: missed. The worst part is some Google,
0: Google did, did briefly, Google or did. at least, or at least, alluded to that they would. They actually never officially said that. But right. They alluded to that. Like we probably don't need to come in, and they do. They have. They own way too much property and real estate not to have people coming in.
1: Dude, I, I, we work right by YouTube and they're still building, like they're building, like right next to our building. They're building.
0: Yeah. They want more people. But, um, but I think part of it is, is like people took advantage of the pandemic to go spread out because they figured they'd always be able to work from home. And then, you know, some companies required them to come back and, you know, so they have to deal with that after effect. But for those who stayed and who had gotten the job beforehand, like you knew what the commute was, it's. And it's part of it, it still sucks. And i that's why I know there's a lot, I can get why there's a lot of pushback to not wanting to go to the office, definitely five days a week. Like I, I honestly, I've never really believed you need to be in there five days a week anyway. Right. Like most of your stuff can be done. Definitely the communication between groups usually within three. That's why I say three sounds about right. right. The other two days you can deal with just your traditional meetings through Zoom and it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, in, in the end, you're right. I mean, for people to come back to work, And as companies do this, and they are, it's just, you just got to really think to yourself. Like, if you're really adamant, you don't ever want to go back in the office, like, good luck. You'll just have to try and find a job that will allow you to stay there. Cause I guarantee any new company you try to go for, their roles are going to require, unless you look for legitimately a remote only role, but those roles are always going to require you to come in, probably as a hybrid. Mm-hmm. I th- that's what I've seen a lot of is hybrid. So I would expect offers, remote uh,
1: remote. your your compensation is going to reflect it too. It is
0: where you live. It's going to make a difference. If you like, decide I want to work remote, like I live in Vegas, Nevada is a different state than California when it comes to cost of living. So am I might get paid as much as I would if I was in California. No, um, would I get paid more? Definitely, I would expect to if I'm going to live yeah, in California. Of course, but um, but you're right. I mean, all that plays into it. So for you know. From my perspective, and uh you know, to kind of wrap this one up is that is that just we need to, what well, not we, but I guess people just need to recognize you like you're going to have to come in in some form, and if you don't, you probably need to start finding something else because I don't th- I don't think companies are going away from bringing you back, and it's just a matter of time.
1: And people need to stop with the the they only want us in for this reason. No, I don't think that I. Now, you have
0: to logically think through the whole thing to your point earlier. Like, if you can sit there and, and not a lot of people can, it's all emotional, which we can go into a whole conversation about emotionally based decisions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, if you logically think about it. Company has, you know, sees value of interaction in person and they also see, they also have costs. I mean, they have all this real estate. They want to take advantage of it and paying all these things for people. They want them to show up. And so, but they shouldn't force them for the full time, you know, past like I I think it's smarter for them to stick with the three days, but we'll see.
1: I, I I really think like taking Fridays off or from the office, no Zoom, even if like you know you put in five, six hours, but that's the time where you can just kind of be productive, grind through your stuff and get ready, you know, get things sealed up for that week into the next week. So I, I'm all for hybrid. I think two to three days a week is is perfect. Spread it around, work it out with 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 everybody, and just you know understand that it ha- there has to be balance between them. That there's positives and negatives to both, and just find out what balance works.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Nice. Cool. Well, this has been a great episode. Yeah. We also showed our inability to stay on point from age.
1: Up. We went from talking about age. I'm sure out- people are gonna be, oh, you're just old boomers, which we're not. We're,
0: done, We're not boomers because if people right. say that, they don't know what the generational names are.
1: Yeah, it shows your the name
0: of the show is a. The name of the show is pretty much a giveaway, Gen right. X, We're and we not, don't give a shit what people think.
1: My older brother is a boomer, not me. Yeah, okay.
0: exactly. So, thanks again for listening this week. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed it as usual. Sure. Like and uh, share and comment if you have anything to say. All right, talk to everybody next week.
1: Sure. Yeah.